do you have $50,000 to $100,000 sitting around that you don't know what to do with? Or maybe you inherited some money or inherited a property like a house and you really aren't sure where to go with that next. Well, we're going to talk about that in this episode of Real Estate Revenue. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Real Estate Revenue. I'm your host, Paul Airy, and in this episode, we're going to talk about what to do with cash or property that you may have inherited or maybe you have uh, more equity in your house than you thought, or you might just have some cash that you've saved up over the years, and it's just not doing anything for you. In fact, with inflation today, you're losing money in a big way. So we're going to talk about that, uh, give you some suggestions on what to do with that. And guess what? It involves real estate. Okay, so this episode, uh, you know, I got to tell you, recording a podcast uh, looks easy on the surface, but it's actually not that easy. (laughs) It's getting easier. Uh, I'm having to do a lot less editing than I used to. But, um, and yeah, I do edit my podcasts. I have things I don't, uh, that I say or do that I don't, I don't want anyone to hear. So we have to cut that out. And, uh, uh, everybody makes mistakes when they're talking. So, um, this is about my, I think this is my third time to record this episode. Uh, this time I hope I get it right. I think I'll get it right. Okay. So, um, Let's say you have $50,000 or $100,000. You've saved it. You've inherited it. You got it from somewhere, but it's sitting in the bank, and you'd be surprised how many people are in this position. Uh, some even have more. Um, and one of the communities I'm in, I just saw a guy post that he had uh, 700000 that he was trying to figure out what to do with. And so uh, my thoughts are, oh, he's – always naturally going to tend to go toward commercial real estate. And uh, this is no different. We're going to talk about what you can do with that money. If you only have 50000 that's enough. That is enough to get you into a decent property. I did a search on Crexy. Uh, Crexy is uh, C-R-E-X-I.com. It's a commercial property listing site and it's nationwide you can search any city in the united states i uh, i actually searched the whole state of texas for properties two hundred and fifty thousand dollars or less and i excluded land uh and that was there were a lot of land properties out there and and we'll get to that in a minute but just properties with buildings on them that you could lease Now, some of these buildings were, uh, most of these buildings are going to require some renovations, some repairs, but there were 365 of these properties available in Texas, just in Texas. There were a lot more properties before I excluded land. Now, you might say, well, what can you do with land? Well, you can always build something on it, but you can also do land leases. You can do ground leases. 
uh, you can actually lease out. If you have a good commercial property in a good location, it's pretty amazing how much money you can get. You might pay, you might get an acre. Um, you might, you know, take your 50000 buy an acre for, it might cost you a lot, like $250,000. If you spent that on, a, on an acre lot in a good commercial location with good traffic, you might get four or $5,000 a month in a, a ground lease. Uh, and guess what? That, you don't pay any of the development costs of that land. The, the people that are leasing it, whatever they're going to put up, they're going to pay for it. So uh, that's a pretty good deal. So I probably should not have excluded the land. There are opportunities there. You just have to know what to look for. Uh, okay, so why would you leave your $50,000 in the bank? Uh, I know you're probably thinking, well, it's not enough to do anything with, but if you if you have $50,000, that'll get you a down payment on a $200,000 property. Now, I included up to $250,000 in my search because you're going to negotiate down the rest of it. Uh, some, somehow, you're going to get that $250,000 property with a $50,000 investment. The idea here is you want to, you want to generate cash flow. Your $50,000 investment can generate cash flow. And when you put it in the bank at less than 1% interest, maybe 1%, maybe a little more, inflation right now, as I'm sure you're aware of, um, the official government FIB is 7%, 7 to 8%, somewhere in there. Um, you and I both know that's BS, uh, and here's why. They do not include food, uh, fuel cost, energy cost. Now, I don't know about you, but I eat food. I burn gas in my truck, and I pay for electricity for my home. Now, why they do that? Well, I know why they do that. They want to make themselves look better than, than they really are. The actual inflation rate, as calculated in 1980, and here's why I go back to 1980, they are continually saying we are having some of the worst inflation we've had since 1980. Worst inflation in 40 years. And thank goodness we're not that bad. They keep saying we're not as bad as we were in 1980. Well, we are that bad, and here's why, because the way they calculated it in 1980 uh, you can go to shadowstats.com. That website will show you a chart with inflation calculated the way they did in 1980, and we are at about 16%. So whatever they're telling you in the news, you can you can pretty much um, know that you're going to have to double that to get the actual inflation, the inflation that matters to you. Now, I don't know why they think that doesn't, that what they're telling us um, well, let me tell you why they quit calculating it that way. First of all, there's a couple of reasons. They they wanted to make themselves look better, but it was also about cheating, basically cheating American citizens out of their Social Security cost of living raises. They figured out somewhere back there that um, cost of living raises with Social Security was going to bankrupt the system uh, earlier than they wanted to bankrupt it. Uh, it's still probably going to go bankrupt at some point, but uh, it would have happened a lot earlier, a uh, long time ago, if they hadn't done this. 
So when they took take out the cost of food and gas and and electricity out of the inflation basket, then your cost of living doesn't go up. It does, but they won't admit to it. And so you, that's what your Social Security cost of living raise is based on. It's based on that consumer price index. Well, they have cheated the consumer price index and made it lower than it really should be. So that's why they did that. It saved the government billions and billions of dollars in cost of living increases through Social Security. And also uh, makes them look better at election time, doesn't it? I mean, who wants to say, we've got 16% inflation in my administration, vote for me again. But when it's only 7% or 7.5%, they don't look quite as bad. They still look pretty damn stupid and bad to me, but it it, it doesn't look quite as bad as saying we have 16%. So, okay, that's my little rant on the inflation lie, I actually had a whole episode on that, that in the past, so I'm not going to get too much more into that. But uh, that's why you don't want your money in the bank. Inflation is eating it away at a rapid pace, and why put it there? Put it into something that inflation is going to eat at slower. In a hard asset like real estate, it's going to eat away at it a lot slower than it will just by having uh, money in the bank account. So you take your uh, $50,000, you put it into a property, you buy a $200,000 property. Uh, probably it's a property you can get fifteen dollars to $1,800 a month for. Um, so you will probably end up clearing you know, $500 to $1,000 a month positive cash flow um, after you've paid your loan payment. And if you do do it the right way and you get a triple net lease, you won't have to pay any of the other expenses. Your tenant's going to pay that. So, so there's your difference. You have cash flow. You can have cash flow from $50,000 a month. Those numbers I just mentioned are doable. I've done it. I've, I've had clients that do it all the time and it's not fantasy. It is real and you can do it too. And the 100000 if you have that much, you're even better off. You get a bigger property, um, multi-tenant possibly. Um, and why would you not do that? Why would you have your money in the bank when it's losing value? They're printing more every day. Put it in something that's going to gain in value. Even if the real estate market crashes, and I think it probably will, uh, when it crashes, you still have the income off of it and you still have that hard asset. Uh, Even if the value goes down, it's going to come back up sooner or later. It always does. Uh, Now it always goes down. Remember real estate runs in cycles. These people that are buying houses right now at inflated prices and paying a hundred to $200,000 over the appraised value and over asking price. They're going to be the ones that someday are going to lose their house in foreclosure or they're going to be holding on to their property for the rest of, rest of their lives, waiting for the value to come up to what they paid for it. And it's going to be a while. It might be another 10 or 15 years. You don't buy at the top of the market. So you may, not, so you may want to be careful about buying at the top of the market. Be careful what you buy. Right now, houses are the premium properties, and they're the ones going for inflated prices. 
commercial a little bit, but not so much as, as residential. So uh, be very selective about what you look at and what you buy. Uh, commercial is usually valued based on what kind of rent they're getting for the property. So it's not necessarily based on the, the buying fever of the public like a house is. 90% of the public can't see past houses when they think about real estate. They don't consider commercial properties. Uh, doesn't even enter their circle of awareness in their mind. Uh, they're just not aware of it. So that type of buying fever doesn't quite enter into the commercial market like it does in residential. So if you have large amounts of cash, like the one guy I mentioned uh, who had 700000 and didn't know what to do with it, well, consider yourself lucky and maybe when you buy a property, you can put more of that cash into the property and increase your cash flow. Uh, that cash flow is cash flow is an amazing thing. Of all the real estate investors that I work with, they always have money. I've never seen any of them tell me they were broke. They needed cash. Uh, all these guys that buy commercial properties that I deal with, that I work with, that I advise, that uh, I'm friends with, they always have money. They always have cash because they have the cash flow. And it's not the equity. You can't spend equity. It's very difficult to spend equity in a property. And equity in your house is just, it sits there and the value of that equity goes up and it goes down and it goes up and it goes down. You can't spend it. Um, and if you try, you have to borrow against it to spend it. And then if there's a crash while well, you've got that debt out there, then you could be in some trouble. Uh, commercial properties are they're a lot easier to deal with in that respect. But take that money and if you have a seven hundred if you had a seven hundred thousand dollar stockpile of cash, uh, even if you were playing you were about to retire, say you had a million dollars and you're about to retire. You better put that into something that's going to get you some cash flow. Otherwise, you're going to be retiring in poverty because that million dollars, if you follow the financial planner's advice and take out 3.5% per year, you're only going to get about $3,000 per month before taxes. Uh, after taxes, you know, you're going to have, uh, if you haven't paid taxes on that money yet, if it's in a 401k or an IRA, one of those things that defers taxes, you're going to have to pay whatever the current tax rate is when you take it out and you're going to, you're really going to have a lot less to live on. I don't know about you, but if I had a million dollars in the bank and I had to live on $3,000 a month, I would be furious. I would not be happy. So why do that? You can take your million dollars and you can buy a property and you can make 80,000 to a hundred thousand a year on that property. That's a lot better. That's a lot more money to live on than $3,000 a month. You can live a lot better with just one property. That's why I always say 401ks really suck. They are terrible retirement plans. They were kind of a scam when they were created. Um, it had to do with companies wanting to get out of their pension obligations to their employees they wanted the money out of the pension plans, and that's how they got it. They probably made some deals with some people in Congress to get it done. Uh, but 
uh, if I sound a little cynical today, well, you know, there's a lot of crap going on in the world right now. And, and uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's thinking this way. But um, if you have a 401k, if I had a 401k right now and I was not ready to retire, uh, I would take that. You know, I would personally, this is me. I'm not giving financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. Uh, so don't take this as advice. I'm just, you know, I'm a real estate investor and broker, and this is what I would do. It's my opinion. I would take that money out of the 401k. I would pay the penalties. I would invest it in real estate, and I would make up for those penalties with the real estate investment. And I would get some cash flow going. And when the cash flow is coming in, I'll be a lot happier than than having my 401k, my money sitting in a 401k being at risk because some – some uh, fund manager who's not very good and not paying attention or, you know, it's mismanaged or they have piled on fees upon fees upon fees and, and, and depleted my 401k balance or maybe just something as simple as a stock market crash and your whole fortune in your 401k is cut in half. That happened a lot in 2008. A lot of people lost a lot of their retirement money and never retired because of that. So, you might give that some thought. So that's my simple solution for what to do with when you have money and you don't know what to do with it. When you have some equity and property and you don't know what to do with it, put it to work, put it to use for you. And that's about it for this episode of Real Estate Revenue. And uh, I'll see you in the next one. Thanks for coming by. 